Welcome to AM Best Audio. Last year, more than $950 million in lightning-caused U.S. homeowners insurance claims were paid out to more than 62,000 policyholders, according to the Insurance Information Institute. Of those losses, $125 million came from California alone. I'm Lori Chortis for AMBEST TV, and joining us now to talk about lightning-related claims and the state's hardest hit by those losses is Dale Porfilio. He's the Chief Information Officer at the Insurance Information Institute and President of the Insurance Research Council. Dale, welcome. It's great to see you again. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. Happy to be here. Dale, can you tell us more about lightning-related homeowners insurance losses in 2022 and how that compares to prior years? Certainly, happy to. The countrywide total cost of lightning claims in 2022 was $950 million, down significantly from $2 billion, $67 million in 2020 and $1,313,000,000 in 2021. Both the prior years were heavily influenced by the number of high-severity losses from California wildfires, which were usually started by lightning strikes, so we include them in the study. On a countrywide basis, the number of lightning claims in 2022 was 62,189, so just a little over 62,000, up 2.2% from 60,851 in 2021. What states saw the greatest number of lightning claims last year? The states with the highest number of claims are relatively consistent year to year, with four of the top five remaining the same in 2022 from 2021. Florida was number one both years, with 5,504 lightning claims in 2022, up slightly from 5,339 in 2021. Georgia was number two in 2022, switching places with Texas at number three. California was number four both years. North Carolina actually moved into the top into the top five in 2022, bumping New York out of the top five. According to the Insurance, Insurance Information Institute, last year the average cost per lightning caused claim decreased 29 percent to $15,280 from $21,578 the prior year. Can you tell us more about that and what drove that decline? The year-over-year -year decline is primarily driven by the reduced number of high-severity claims in California. Given the wildfires there, their severity of claims can dwarf what happens in the rest of the country. To be specific, the average cost of lightning-related claims declined significantly in California to $36,000 per claim in 2022 from $156,000 in 2021, both amounts well in excess of the average amount in all other states. So what types of damage caused by lightning is typically covered in a standard homeowner's policy and what is generally excluded in those policies? Fortunately, lightning is traditionally covered in all peril or named peril property insurance policies. So most all losses relating or following uh, lightning strikes would typically be covered. Fire is certainly the most common type of damage caused by lightning. However, electric, electrical surge damage to contents would also be covered. This includes appliances, televisions, computers, and gaming equipment. What are you seeing on the U.S. commercial property side in terms of lightning-related business interruption and fire losses caused by lightning strikes? IIII's annual lightning study only includes homeowners policies, so I can't offer data-driven insights on commercial property. However, since the pandemic, many professional employees are now working at least partially from home. So commercial property at home needs to be protected to prevent business interruption losses 
occurring within our standard daily events. What's driving the rise of severe convective storms in the U.S.? And can you tell us about some of the major events in recent years that generated large lightning-related losses? From my study, the evidence on whether severe convective storms are getting more, more frequent or more severe is mixed. But what is compelling is where these events are happening. The traditional tornado alley from Texas up through the Plain states used to be where we expected all of these events to be occurring. But evidence is pretty strong that that's now shifting eastward into the more heavily populated southern states. Think all of the, the southeast, including Florida, resulting in tornado and lightning events occurring in locations where people are less informed and ill-prepared for these events. And therefore, we find more people being surprised by these events than the folks that are in Tornado Alley that were very used to this occurring in their, in their areas throughout the spring season in particular. Last year, did the USC arise or was there a decline in the number of lightning fatalities? And how does that compare to prior years? For the Lightning Protection Council, the U.S. experienced 19 lightning deaths in 2022, up from 11 in 2021. Both numbers are low given the level of electricity released in every lightning strike. So everyone should seek safe sanctuary during subjective storms given the severe risk. Well, we're just a few weeks into summer. What are we seeing so far in terms of losses from severe convective storms and lightning? The U.S. experienced higher catastrophe losses in the first half of 2023 than in the prior five years. While we don't have specific lightning losses within that total, lightning strikes occur routinely during severe convective storms, which are the most frequent catastrophic event in most every spring, but also in 2023. So what can homeowners and business owners do to mitigate risk and safeguard their property before a storm? That's a great question because preventing and, and, and predicting these losses is such an important part of the entire process. Whole house or business surge protection is the best practice, but this can be cost prohibitive for some. Low cost safeguards can include paying a little bit more every time we go to purchase power strips for the home or office that include surge protection and not merely extend outlets. Disconnecting devices such as televisions, computers, and gaming systems from electrical outlets before a storm is a good no-cost option. Finally, since lightning strikes almost always come with heavy rains, it is a valuable piece if you can afford to have a well-ventilated home generator so that when lightning may strike, electric can go out and sump pumps um, need to keep running to keep homes dry. Um, that's a very helpful feature if you can afford it but not one that not everybody can afford. And what about insurers? What can insurers do to help predict and prevent losses caused by these events? And how can technology aid in that? The first thing I would point to is education. The III did a consumer survey earlier this year asking about homeowners' perception about weather risk. And stunningly, 25% of people that responded, these are homeowners, remind you, um, thought, did, did not believe that they would ever be impacted by weather risk of any type. And then another 42% didn't expect to be impacted in the next five years. So that's 67%, essentially two thirds of people thinking that it wouldn't happen to them, that it's somebody else's problem. So that points to me that there's a significant opportunity for education. I certainly tries to do a lot of that consumer education, but insurers certainly can be part of that as well. Helping make sure that people are aware that this could occur in their area. And so the point I, I made earlier about the fact that these events are happening in different geographies than they traditionally have, that leads to even more people needing to be informed 
that it could happen to them. And it's not just somebody else that could be injured. Two other resources I would point to that you do get your part of your question about technology. Um, the Lightning Protection Institute offers outstanding educational resources for homes and businesses of different tools and equipment you can buy to help prevent lightning losses on your particular structure if you're willing to invest in that. In addition, uh, Whisker Labs has designed the innovative Ting system, which monitors the electrical systems within homes and businesses for potential arcing and surges during the standard activity of daily livings. So there's a lot of different innovative tools like this that are that certainly can be helpful if you're prepared to invest. Some of them are very low cost. Other ones do have a higher price tag. But there are things we certainly can do, and it all starts with education. Absolutely. Well, that's wonderful advice, and this has been so informative. Dale, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Very much my pleasure. Thank you for the invitation to be here today. That was Dale Porfilio, Chief Insurance Officer of the Insurance Information Institute and President of the Insurance Research Council. For AMS TV, I'm Lori Chortis. Looking to get the full attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms that will do just that. Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day. Find out more by calling AM Best Advertising Sales at 908-439-2200, extension 5399, and have a great day.